Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. We're back. Hello, gardeners and thrill seekers. It's been a while. A pandemic, a financial crisis, a move for Norma and I. Oh, and did I mention that I almost died? Oh, yeah. There was that, too. But anyway, we're back and are excited to bring you all sorts of healthy updates for the garden, your soil, your minds and bodies. We are going to emphasize the health in the Healthy Garden podcast moving forward. We hope that you've all been well, that you've survived and thrived in these interesting times. What we've learned over the past couple of years since we've been off the uh, interwave machine is it's an inside job. We can't rely on external forces to fix us or to pick us up and dust us off when things go south. We have to rely on our innermost self to gain strength, faith, hope, wisdom, happiness, peace, love, joy, and the roadmap to our destiny. It's simple, gang. As people, as gardeners, who do we want to be? And in our beautiful sacred spaces, what do we want to grow? And more importantly, how do we want to grow? We are going to kick it up a notch on the show moving forward because the time for chemical gardening is over. The time to placate the lame companies and products that are tied to big chem is over. And the time to listen to the nonsense of faux organic gardening has come to an end. There's a new sheriff in town, the Healthy Garden Podcast. And if you want to be real, get real, stay real, and grow real, then hang on to your hats, buckle in, and let's go with the next generation of true, sane, safe, less expensive, and way more ecological gardening and growing with us, Norma and Randy. The Healthy Gardeners and the Healthy Garden Podcast. Gardeners, are you tired of spending your money on stuff that's not even really organic? That's the problem with so many products and companies in the gardening world today. They're trying to steal your hard-earned cash with products that have toxins and chemicals in them because of their ties to Big Chem and Big Ag. That's why we recommend breaking up with your soil company and using number two organics in your garden. Farm-made organic compost real organic topsoil with aged dairy cow manure in it, and a premium organic potting soil with farm-made compost and pumice in it that really does something for the microbes in the soil of your raised beds and planters. You've tried the rest. Now, try the second best. It's made in partnership with Malibu Compost so you know it's good. It's available across the U.S. And if your local spot doesn't carry number two, 
then ask the store buyer at your favorite garden supply store, nursery, hardware shop, or feed and farm supply to bring it in. Check out the line, the story, and a great free, hello, number two t-shirt offer online at number two, and that's N-U-M-B-E-R, the number two, organics, O-R-G-A-N-I-C-S dot com. Let's talk about health. How's your health? Your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health. How's the health of your garden? The Oxford Language Dictionary defines health as a noun that means the state of being free from illness or injury. That's a small thought. That's really a mouthful, a mindful, and a soulful. Health has been big on my mind since March 22nd of last year. That was the day that Norma had to rush me to the emergency room at our local hospital. My lungs had started filling up with fluid and I was starting to go downhill fast. In fact, they gave me maybe eight hours to live if they couldn't get the fluid out of my lungs. It was scary. One of those moments in life where you feel 100% out of control. We ended up calling my best friend from high school, a retired captain from Sonoma, who gave me some great advice, and thank God he picked up the call. He told me to get over to that hospital immediately, and that he understood my fears from having COVID and all the stuff that had happened with the doctors, but he said, you have got to learn how to trust again. Trust me, trust God, and trust whatever doctors are assigned to you. They rushed me upstairs to the cardiac ward. I remember two things very clearly that day. Well, three. One, I remember leaving our house and looking to the orchard that we planted with all of our heirloom stock that we've been saving for years. I remember thinking that I would never see them bloom or fruit that I would never get to geek out on how delicious our Cox Orange Pippin Apple from the 1830s was with Norma. This made me incredibly sad. I also remember looking down at Furito, Fury the Wonder Dog, 12 pounds of amazing, and I was never going to see him again. That made me incredibly sad too. And then there was the worst thing that I remember about that day of all, was Norma kissing me goodbye and staring back at her beautiful face as I thought I was seeing the most amazing woman that I have ever met, the love of my life, for the last time. My heart was breaking as my world was crashing in all around me. That was it. My life was done. I prayed all night long up on the fourth floor looking out at the night sky. I could see the outline of the Santa Monica Mountains in the distance as I asked God to watch over Norma, our kids and family, and all of my friends in and out of the gardening and farming world. I was ready to go if it was my time. You see, I'm a Christian. 
I told God that if it was my time that I was ready. Then a thought came into my mind, or maybe it was in my heart. But anyway, I blurted out. It, it was my butt moment. B-U-T moment. I'm ready to go, God, but if you have something that you want me to do or that I need to take care of for you, for the world, or to complete my life, then please heal me and show me what it is you want me to do. Seven days later, I walked out of that hospital, a changed man. I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure from long COVID and was told that I had a mild heart attack during one of my coughing jags back when I had COVID. I had scar tissue in my lungs and my heart was weakening from the heart attack. And it just kept weakening over time. And I was unable to pump the fluid out of my lungs. I was given a regimen of medications and a plan of action from one of my new best friends. And hey, he's family now. Dr. Azizi, my cardiologist. I love that guy. For you organic gardeners and farmers, he told me something very interesting that day. He told me that in reviewing my chart, the only thing that he could come up to as to why I lived and the 10 other guys with the same symptoms and diagnosis died that month was that one, I ate organic, two, I had faith, three, I exercised regularly in the garden and on the farm. He told me to keep doing what I was doing because he believed that it's what saved my life. So if you are growing and eating organic, good for you. Keep it up. If you are transitioning to organic, get on it. And I mean today. I am fine. My heart keeps getting better. I am so grateful to still be here with my beautiful wife and with all of you. As I said, I am a changed man. Do you know what God gave me to do? He inspired me to push the envelope farther, dig deeper, and tell the truth and never turn away from the injustice and damage done by Big Chem and Big Ag. I am taking my vow seriously, and I'm going to be bold, be free, be daring, which you know I have been, but somehow almost dying has removed any fear, any trepidation, any pause on pushing the volume up to 10. I just finished an amazing book about this, and in the months ahead, we will be sharing it with you. And I am going to take the Healthy Garden podcast to new heights in terms of pointing out the truth and sharing with you things that may save your life and certainly will help save the life and biology in your garden. It's go time. I never waste a minute since I walked out of that hospital. I love and appreciate life to the fullest every day. I hope I can give all of you some of my lust for life. It feels good to be with all of you again. We're going to jump into the spring garden in segment number two, but for now, all I can think of are the immortal words of George Lewis Costanza. I'm back, baby!
Norma, and it's great to be back. One of the things that I'm most excited about this year is growing microgreens year-round. They are so easy to grow, and you can get a harvest in just 7 to 21 days after sowing them. Not only that, but they're more nutritious than the crops that are typically grown in a garden. I'm excited about sowing them every 10 days for succession microgreens. We get the non-GMO organic seeds and sow them in BPA-free trays that are filled with Boo's Beginning Seed Starter from Malibu Compost. It's the perfect light and fluffy mix with peat moss, core, small perlite, and 25% of Boo's Blend Biodynamic Compost from Malibu Compost. You can use your soil in the trays three times before removing, mixing in more compost, and adding it back to the tray for another three times. Get your Booze Beginning Seed Starter and Microgreen Mix today at MalibuCompost.com. spring and weeds are shallow rooted suffer them now and they'll overgrow the garden from king henry the sixth part two shakespeare knew he must have been out at our farm recently the weeds are taunting me laughing at me here in oregon begging me to get out there and do something about them this line from queen margaret to her husband in act three scene one is a warning to the king not to trust his, in quote, friend, the Lord of Gloucester. Cardinal Suffolk chimes in a moment later with this gem. The fox barks when he would steal the lamb. I love Shakespeare. I always want more of him bringing the seasons and the wind and the plants into his plays and sonnets. I have a couple of Shakespeare books that are garden-themed that I absolutely adore. Botanical Shakespeare, an illustrated compendium of all of the flowers, fruits, herbs, trees, seeds, and grasses cited by the world's greatest playwright by Garrett Queeley from HarperCollins. Norma bought that for me, and I must say, I use it, read it, quote from it all the time. It's a winner. Get it for yourself a friend, or even better, someone that you love. The other book is Shakespeare's Gardens by Jackie Bennett from Francis Lincoln Limited in the UK. It is a beautiful book that is just fascinating. It takes us from his birthplace to gardens he enjoyed during his time in London to the 107-acre estate he bought in Stratford, Hallscroft. He gifted that to his daughter Susanna when she married. Must be nice to be gifted a 107-acre estate with pastures, orchards, rental units, and arable land that was perfect for farming. What the heck were my parents thinking? I got bubkus. Not exactly. I got the greatest wife ever. So, spring is my favorite time of year. I love the energy of spring. The colors, the waking up of the world, 
I even like the attack of the weeds. Yes, I like weeds. A lot of weeds aren't even weeds. Many of the alleged weeds are medicinal or edible. Norma harvests dandelions for salads. Stinging nettle makes a great tea. I remember some people would flip out, mostly gardeners, who did not know about biodynamics when they saw stinging nettle as an ingredient in our compost and compost tea labels. I remember this one lady. She came back to me at the San Francisco Flower and Garden Show with her compost tea and said, I don't want this pesky weed growing all over my garden. It's a nightmare. I looked at her. What pesky weed, ma'am? Stinging nettle. You think I want stinging nettle growing all over my beautiful garden? I looked at the obviously distraught gardener and said, I don't want it growing all over your garden either. Well, good, she said, and shoved the tea back at me. I want my money back. I looked at her and as calmly and nicely as I could said, the stinging nettle is an herbal preparation called 504. That's made in the fall from dried nettles that are placed in clay pots and buried for a year in fertile soil. She looked at me like I was an absolute nut. I could see behind her eyes thinking, this guy's nuts, bonkers. I continued. It turns into dark, colloidal humus that helps soils that have iron, magnesium, and sulfur issues. Her eyes did it again. They were saying to me, he's nuts. She pulled her arm, holding the sleeve of compost tea, back in for me. You said it would be good for my roses. Is it great for my roses? I nodded my head reassuringly. It's the best. It will also work if you spray it on the powdery mildew, rust, and black spot. She looked at the sleeve of compost tea for roses and flowering plants. All right, but if I get stinging nettle in my garden, you're going to be hearing from me. With that, she turned and hurried off. Well, you know what? Maybe she's right. Maybe I am nuts. Speaking of nuts, do you know what else stinging nettle tea is good for? Heart disease. It can help reduce the risk of stroke and heart attack. Diabetes. It can lower the blood sugar level that's in type 2 diabetes. It's an anti-inflammatory that can help with joint pain, muscle pain, and headaches. It can soothe allergies and skin irritations. It can also be helpful with UTI or urinary tract infections and promote healthy kidneys and prostate. And last, it can also, because it's rich in amino acids, protein, flavonoids, as well as iron, calcium, magnesium, silicon, potassium, and zinc, nettle tea is also great for strengthening bones. I guess my whole point about this ramble is that watch out what you call a weed. One man's weed is another man's medicine. Oh yeah, in the honor of spring, I've got one more thing about weeds. One of the biggest questions I get asked in my classes is, what do you do about the weeds in your real organic gardening protocols? Hmm, that's a great question. Well, I weed. (laughs) How about that? I actually get down on my hands and knees and weed or use my handy dandy weed shredder from the organic company. 
That sucker works in cracks, grooves, along edges, and also when you just want to whack some regular old weeds and leave them for mulch or scoop them up for the compost bin. But remember, just as long as they haven't gone to seed. So, it's spring. It's time to get out there and garden. Take Norma's advice and get your succession seeding plan ready to take you all the way through fall. Do all the things that you've always wanted to do in your garden. Please use compost tea at least once a month. And please hug someone and tell them that you love them today. And that's it. That's all I got. Except this, gardening gang. We're back! That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening.